if someone else is paying for it, food just tastes a lot better. Generally, I think influence is used as a nice word for plagiarism. I wanted to be a brain surgeon, but I had a bad habit of dropping things. You never know what people will choose to be offended by. I would show up at a party for Al-Qaeda if you said there's going to be dinner. Last night, I was having dinner with Charles Manson, and in the middle of dinner, he turned to me and said, Is it hot in here, or am I crazy? (laughs) People have many theories about comedy, but being just plain funny is the one most important thing. I'm used to explain to people why my jokes were funny. (laughs) I find Washington audience are basically the same as every other audience. They watch me and go. Whose idea was it to see him? And is it too late to ask for my money back? I've always said my career is somewhere between children's programming and hardcore porn. A lot of people who claim they're political comedians are just comedians who have opinions. But they stop being funny the minute they give their opinions. I always feel that most political jokes... If you're going to do them, you have to do them within the next five minutes or else they're outdated. By the time you've got it to the point that it's strong, it would be 12 years old. The joy of roast is to watch people get hurt and offended and then have to laugh to pretend they're a good sport. Any misfortune that happens to another person is funny. If it happens to someone else and not me, it's very funny. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 385 of Under the Call of MS. This is a Thursday comics and health segment and whatever else we decide to talk about. Those are some terribly done <laughs> quotes. I just can't get Gilbert's voice to come out of my head <laughs> the right way. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to read some Gilbert quotes. So we lost the wonderful Gilbert Gottfried a couple days ago. Sadly, he had some type of ongoing condition that Well, as far as I know, most of us didn't know about. I wish we would have heard about it through his amazing Colossal podcast. Because I think the majority of the fans would have been 
good with hearing it and supported him and still loved him along the way and gave him a respectable outgoing and it just sucked that it just hit so quickly because he was only in his 60s. But he's apparently been struggling with it for years, according to the family. And uh, I just wish we would have known more about it. And I hope I hope there's some banked episodes of the Gilbert Godfrey podcast, Amazing Colossal podcast, that we're going to still hear. And I hope, or at least that Frank, his partner, sits there and does some type of commemorative thing for a little while. On the podcast, but yeah, then I came across a picture of Gilbert, Louis Anderson, and Bob Saget all together not long ago, and it just sucks because all three of them just passed within the past year. So, yeah, just a few little quotes for Gilbert in the beginning, just, I just, didn't find any, I didn't look up any of his old movie stuff, which I should have, to see what they had. It's like, I've never understood people who say they're not a practicing Jew. You never hear a black guy say he's not a practicing Af- African American. What does it even mean? I'm a very anti-vacation person because I'm always getting on planes for work. To me, a vacation is when I don't have to get on a plane. A landlord is showing a couple around an apartment. The husband looks up and says, wait a minute. This apartment doesn't have a ceiling. The landlord answers, that's okay. The people upstairs don't walk around that much. (laughs) Uh, Let's see what this one last big one is. I always wish the hotels were like they are in movies and TV shows. Where if you're in Paris, right outside your window is the Eiffel Tower. In Egypt, the pyramids are right there. In the movies, every hotel has a monument right outside your window. My hotel rooms overlook the garbage dumpster in the back alley. Uh, I can't even find someone for a platonic relationship, much less the kind where someone wants to see me naked. (laughs) Uh, One more, I guess. I found out about Jonathan Winter's death a day after it happened. That seems wrong. A talent like his should be more revered. The world knew about Kim Kardashian's divorce before she did. (laughs) I should have looked up some of his roast quotes and found some of those. Those were really funny. (laughs) I love seeing Gilbert on roast. But yeah. R.I.P. Gilbert. Gonna miss ya. Definitely did not think we were gonna lose him this quick. So 
All right. Let's get to the comic portion of the show. Enough bad. <laughs> bad quotes. <clears throat> With bad voicing. <laughs> Sound more like Chris Rock when I'm doing Gilbert Godfrey. All right. Starting out with Ash vs. the Army of Darkness. First issue by Dynamite Comics. Picked this up at one of the cons recently. Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead, an ancient Sumerian text bound in human flesh and inked in blood, never meant for the world of the living. My name's Ash Williams. I'm the lucky duck who found it. I'm the guy whose life it ruined. It dragged me back to the dark ages. And by the time I fought my way home, it cost me my girl, my hand, and my job. And now it's returned. Badder and meaner than ever before. Something that powerful, that evil. I know what you're asking yourself. How do you stop it? Here's your answer, baby. Me. So you get to see some characters dealing with an event that's happening, and they just so happen to find Ash Williams, who is currently working as a substitute teacher that is brought in to try and find out what's up with this deadite problem that the school has. And Ash basically comes after different students and different people and trying to find out who happens to have the Necronomicon or who possibly read a spell or caused something to happen where deadites are starting to appear. And it's a fun story the way it starts out. I don't know how long it goes. But anything with Ash and the Evil Dead gets my interest. And then we go over to DC versus Vampires number six of a 12 issue run. This one could have ended here. And they don't have to do another six issues. They could have made this storyline finish itself out right here, probably. But it got a lot more interesting. We're getting to see who's kind of like the head of the vampires. We're finding out here. Uh, we get some big battles between Wonder Woman, Batman, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Different types of Robins along the way. Nightwing. And a bunch of other characters. From the DC Universe clashing together and you're trying to find out which ones have been bitten and which ones haven't. Which ones have the powers and who are still regular with their normal superpowers. And the ones trying to talk the normies into joining up with the biters because not only do they have superpowers, they also got the vampiric powers so they're even stronger. Now and immortal, which would make more sense since 
these characters never age anyways and we feel like they're immortal <laughs> and we've been reading them for how many years and they just haven't changed much and now we got the old man logan and stuff like that they're finally doing the old man series coming out and things but then i came across the lethal foes of spider-man number two from marvel comics thinking i don't have this cover so this might be the one issue i'm missing because i didn't have my list with me and i grab it and apparently i don't have any of the issues of this it was a different run that i was thinking about but I was happy to check it out anyways. United in nothing but their hatred for one man and their thirst for power, murderous individuals band together to further their twisted goals and they will let nothing stand in their way. Stan Lee presents the Lethal Foes of Spider-Man. This is interesting look at some terror dactyl looking character learning more about him or her whatever it is and seeing doc ock joined up with some other characters and what their little plans are to come after spidey and whether they're going to form a group like a sinister six style group of characters or what they're trying to form and put together and why they're trying to do it. It's definitely got me intrigued. I'm going to have to find the other issues. I would think this is part of like a five issue run, but it could be a three issue. Who knows? Because the way this second issue ended, they could easily Form it into a finale with the third one if they had to. But then I was super happy to find a couple more Married with Children comics. Uh, one of which is Married with Children Flashback Special number two by Now Comics. For whom the wedding bell tolls. Here we get to see Alan Peggy. Before they got married. And. Why they got married. How they got married. What all happened with the wedding. And everything. Before. During. and After the wedding. Ale's first introduction. To Peggy's mom. And stuff like that. So yeah. It's. It's hilarity. Uh, just as hilarious as a TV show. And surprisingly, I think that's a story I never heard. I don't think they ever did touch on that in the TV series. And then we got Married with Children, Quantum Quartet. Number two, which I have one of these. I don't know if it's a number one or what. But we get to see the more of the gang how they work together dealing with uh, a female nurse Dr. Doom type robot character and this hippie dude that the robots partnered up with and working with that's his like uh, his little flunky that 
does what he needs or she needs, I should say, since this is a female nurse doom character. But you have Al, who pretty much plays Mr. Fantastic, and Miss Fantastic has played the Invisible. Al's the stretchy Mr. Fantastic. Peg's the Miss Invisible Mrs. Fantastic character. Bud's got the flame ability, and <laughs> poor Kelly's the big orange rock <laughs> in a bathing out bathing suit character. <laughs> the storyline is still great, and they're dealing with like a disco stew type character (laughs) disco type character that has a disco ball for a head and that was designed by this doom robot character (laughs) it's just hilarity as usual lots of fun watching them playing superhero characters Especially like the parody in the Fantastic Four. So that was a lot of fun. I'm curious how many issues that one went to. And I'd like to know. But I'm going to keep looking for them. Any type of variable children comics I can come across. So like I said, if I wasn't so beat from walking through the con once i would have definitely liked to have taken a second time without carrying a bunch of shit while i was doing it and then i could have actually went through a few more boxes and maybe found some more interesting issues along the way then we checked out spawn number 328 from image comics And it starts out talking about what's going on in the world with the news parody character. The other two news channels aren't even represented in this issue. We just got the parody version. The the one that's always trying to find the atrocities going on, the conspiracies going on with the everything that's happening in the news. So we get to see Spawn dealing with some more entities that are trying to take his powers and try and open up these corners of the earth. We get Sigor in this one a little bit which I'm looking forward to seeing Sigor getting out and administering some punishment to some characters. Uh, We got a couple characters that are kind of like working with Spawn, but also kind of manipulating, turning things for themselves and going to planning on turning against Spawn with more st- issues. Uh, we get introduced to 
some more characters in here that I don't remember ever knowing anything about. And we got an interesting uh, event that happens with what I assume is Gunslinger Spawn. It could be another Hell Spawn. That looks like Gunslinger Spawn. There is a Gunslinger Spawn looking character that's causing other issues throughout this storyline now. So, yeah, it's getting a little complicated as as they say with uh, adding too many things into the fire. It's going to all blow up in their face if they don't watch it. I feel we're introduced to another character that may have their own storyline starting here pretty soon after seeing what they're about in this issue. So if they do that, I might have to take a stop, take a pause for a while on the whole storyline and see what have, what I decide where it goes and come back to it later on in a bargain bin atmosphere or something. We'll see. I'm definitely going to finish off the gunsplinger, gunsplinger, gunslinger spawn run and probably the scorched run, but the regular spawn run and all the other side issues. We'll, we'll see see what happens with what I still have ordered and I'll be watching out on the next on the rest of them for future orders whether or not I decide to go with them or not then we got Vincent Price Night Watch this is an unauthorized biographical fantasy written by Don Cruz art by Ken Roberts letters by Joan Holton This book is gratefully dedicated to Barbara Steele, who introduced me to David DelVale, who put me in touch with Sarah Karloff, and it was Miss Karloff who made it possible for me to interview Christopher Lee and many others. And it's great because uh, this is in 1997 when it was put out. It's each page has like this first page, Martine Beswich an actress and star of Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. He was a sweet spirit, is the quote by Martine. And then they have a story going on here with all these individual things, but every page is another person, another person's biography and their quote. And then this story just keeps going on and on. And fun, interesting death work, death artwork, uh, death visuals and stuff like that and remembrances. Uh, This would be an awesome thing for comic book lovers. If you had a funeral, if they could do the funeral home could do something like this instead of giving it that little four page folded piece of parchment with your information on it this way your friends could give some quotes friends and family members and then someone could put it together as a cool little comic that you can get with it's a commemorative comic i mean this is just awesome i'd look this is something that 
Don't forget, I get my 15% if you steal my freaking ideas. But now that I talk about this, and I'm friends with a certain uh, mortician company, I might have to offer up an idea for them. But, yeah, I like that idea. This day and age, there's a lot of comic book fans and a lot of us fat comic book fans and out of shape and unhealthy comic book fans are dying off. So this would be something awesome for friends and family members to remember the person by. And I really want to look into this now. <laughs> got my brain going elsewhere, so it's going to be hard focus on the podcast the rest of the day. But, uh... Yeah, there's things from Allison Arngan, Sarah Karloff, Terry Moore, Barbara Steele, of course, Ron Chaney, not Lon Chaney, Ron Chaney, Ann Robinson, Christopher Reeve, Andrew Woodward, Marilyn Burns, Ron Borst, and... Just a bunch of people in here. Some had multiple, a couple different quotes, a couple different pages and stuff. Forrest J. Ackerman, Ann Robinson. Uh, yeah. This is Beverly Garland. This is Rich Little even did a thing in here. This is a lot of fun. I really like this how they laid it out how they did i'm gonna do this night macabre in the back by don cruz vincent price withdrawn to the outland swallowed by darkness hearing the wind moment of thunder his eyes burn at stars melancholy i hear him remember out loud the seasons of macabre with his finger Draws portraits in the clouds. Wounded civilizations approaching as night cries for dawn. Strangers dead and alive swim in from the sea on floating tombs. The sea churns to forest and phantom cities. Souls gathering, each with a mask and Vincent, the master director of Macabre. I watch him disappear and left behind a searching memory and a tear. Vincent Price, 1911 to 1993. Yeah, this is a fun find. I'm glad I grabbed this. I did not know what it was, but after reading the vampire, vampire, (laughs) the Vincent Price Elvira crossover comics, I just, been on a Vincent Price kick and I seen this and just had to grab it. And super happy I did because I did not know that it was not a comic. I did not know what it was. Now it's giving me a great idea for something to possibly start doing for the future. Uh, that would be something that would be a lot of fun to keep me busy and make a little extra cash and have some type of life on the side still. And it'd be a fun comic book related style uh, career or hobby to do. But yeah, 
All right, we're going to end it there, I think, and then we're going to get back to you with some. Some uh, health, MS, whatever talk. And this guy ended with the quote from the family that they put in with Gilbert. He was 67 years old when he passed. Of a long illness that we didn't know about, or at least I didn't know about. But we are heartbroken to announce the death of our beloved Gilbert Gottfried after a long illness, wrote his family on Twitter. In addition to being the most iconic voice in comedy, Gilbert was a wonderful husband, brother, friend, and father to his two young children. Although today is a sad day for all of us, Please keep laughing as loud as possible in Gilbert's honor. And it was great on the Gilbert Godfrey's Colossal Podcast Facebook page. A lot of people were roasting Gilbert, which he would have loved after he passed. So, like maybe I should do a Gilbert anchor ad. Anchor! At Mac Anchor <laughs> Anchor Podcasting. How can you go wrong? It's all kinds of fun. <laughs> all right. I better quit with my shitty, nasty voices. My terrible voice things. <laughs> we'll get back to you with the hell stuff right after this. All right. Let's talk MS hell stuff. Uh, yesterday we talked about stem cells and mavenclad. I'm just going to talk about Ocrebus a little bit, what I was on before mavenclad, which I didn't hate. It was way better than Copaxone. And the only had to go in once every, I can't even remember how often it was. Was it every three months? Let's just look at it. Ocrevus is a prescription medicine used to treat relapsing forms of multiple sclerosis to include clinically isolated syndrome, relapsing remitting disease, and active secondary progressive disease in adults, and primary progressive MS in adults. It is not known if Ocrevus is safe and effective in children. Do not receive Ocrevus if you have active hepatitis B virus, HBV infection. Do not receive Ocrevus if you had a life-threatening allergic reaction to it. Tell your healthcare provider if you had an allergic reaction to Ocrevus or any of its ingredients in the past. Uh, Ocrevus can cause serious side effects, including infusion reactions, which are a common side effect, which can be serious and may require you to be hospitalized. You may be monitored during your infusion and for at least one year or one hour after each infusion of Ocrevus for signs and symptoms of an infusion reaction. Tell your 
healthcare provider or nurse. If you get any of these symptoms, itchy skin, rash, hives, tiredness, coughing or wheezing, trouble breathing, throat irritation or pain, feeling faint, fever, redness on your face, blushing, nausea, headache, swelling of the throat, dizziness, shortness of breath, fatigue, fast heartbeat. Uh, These infusion reactions can happen up to 24 hours after your infusion. It is important that you call your healthcare provider right away if you get any of the signs and symptoms listed above that I just listed after each infusion. If you get infusion reactions, your healthcare provider may need to stop or slow down the rate of your infusion. Um, one of my biggest problems with it all was it's like you got, was it every six weeks? That we got the infusion because every that last week it would be crap gap where it feels like your medication was worn out and it's not in your system anymore and your symptoms are amping up again <clears throat> and so you feel like shit a week or two every month and it's like why they didn't bump them up put them close together, but then I, of course, had problems with my medication. It disappeared at one time. Other times, the neurologist sent the paperwork to the wrong person, or the neurologist didn't send the paperwork out, and I couldn't get my infusion. Everything got all screwed up, and then I got nailed twice with, like, a four to $5,000 bill for medication that was supposed to be provided as medication, not financially provided for. And they never got the medication and gave me their medication beforehand. And then everybody wanted to get paid for that medication. It was just a nightmare. So make sure you got everything taken care of before you do your ocrevus infusions. Uh, Ocrevus increases your risk of getting upper respiratory tract infections, lower respiratory tract infections, skin infections, and herpes infections. Uh, Infections are a common side effect. I know the first infusion I had, I had some issues that ended up making me stay at the center for an extra half hour, hour of being monitored for some there were blood pressure signs and stuff, but uh, of course, tell your healthcare provider if you have any an infection or any any of the following signs of infection, including fever, chills, or a cough that does not go away. Signs of herpes include cold sores, shingles, genital sores, skin rash, pain, and itching. Signs of more serious herpes infections include changes in vision, eye redness or eye pain, severe or persistent headache, stiff neck and confusion. Signs of infection can happen during treatment or after you have received your last dose of ocrevus. Progressive multifocal leukocephalopathy, the PML, thing 
may happen with Ocrevus, but PML is a rare brain infection that usually leads to death or severe disability. Tell your healthcare provider right away if you have any new or worsening neurological signs or symptoms. This may be balance, problems with thinking, eyesight, weakness on one side of your body, strength, or use of your arms or legs. Hepatitis B virus, HBV reactions before starting treatment with Ocrevus, your healthcare provider will do blood tests to check for hepatitis B viral infection. Uh, if you have ever had hepatitis B virus infection, the virus may become active again during or after treatment with Ocrevus, uh, which may cause serious liver problems, including liver failure or death. Your healthcare provider will monitor you for these things. Uh, weaken the immune system, Ocrevus taken before or after other medications that weaken the immune system could increase your risk of getting infections. Decreased immunoglobulins. <laughs> Ocrevus may cause a decrease in some types of immunoglobulins. Your healthcare provider may do, will do blood tests to check your immunoglobulin levels. Uh, before taking Ocrevus, tell your healthcare provider about all your medical conditions, including if you have ever taken, take, or plan to take medicines that affect your immune system or other treatments for MS, have ever had hepatitis B or are a carrier of the hep B virus, have a recent vaccination, or are scheduled to receive any vaccinations, uh, I know you don't want live vaccinations. You should not receive live or live attenuated vaccines while you're being treated with Ocrevus and until your healthcare provider tells you that your immune system is no longer weakened. Uh, pregnancy. If you might be pregnant or plan to become pregnant and it is not known if Ocrevus will harm your unborn baby. So you don't want to talk that over with your doctor and stuff. But I didn't mind Ocrevus when I was on it. I uh, had a few little things that happened, nothing major. But I would have liked to have... I would have liked to have been able to do Ocrevus without the couple mishaps and missing medications and throwing my system off long periods by going up to three months past my due date for my infusion because of mistakes caused by people. Um, but MS relapses. What should you do during... What do you do for a MS relapse? <laughs> what should you do during a flare-up? Be prepared. Manage your flare-up. 
is best if you're prepared in case one does happen. Uh, you can make a list of important information like emergency contact numbers, medical history details, and current medications. And that way you can take your list with you to your doctor and stuff and go over things that have happened or might happen. Since uh, MRS relapses can affect your mobility, consider making transportation arrangements with trusted friends or family members in the event that you can't drive due to a severity of symptoms. Uh, many public transit systems offer pickup and drop-off services for people with reduced mobility. Uh, many of our insurance companies have plans that can get you free rides to appointments if you choose to use that as your benefit for the year. Uh, so check into those. Some don't have any benefits. Some do. Monitor your symptoms. A relapse can be minor or can have more severe symptoms. In some cases, especially if there are symptoms never felt before, you may need to go to the hospital. Seek emergency care if you experience symptoms such as significant pain, vision loss, or greatly reduced mobility. Which they'll probably end up not being able to find why it's causing it. And then you tell them MS and they'll end up putting you on steroids probably for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. All of the symptoms of an MS flare-up vary from person to person. Some of the most common ones include fatigue, mobility issues, dizziness, trouble concentrating, bladder problems, and blurry vision. Uh, contact your doctor. Let them know what you're dealing with if you believe you're having a relapse. Uh, Keep a list of all your symptoms and problems. And that way you can look back in future times. If you're having those same symptoms, you might know what to expect and what might happen to you. And if a flare-up may be coming. Look into your treatment options. Some relapses have... If the intensity of an MS relapse has increased since your initial diagnosis, it may be useful to talk with your doctor about new treatment options. They might want to change your DMT. Uh, they might. Some relapses are treated with high-dose co courses of corticosteroids, taken over a period of three to five days where you may. These steroid treatments are typically administered in a hospital or infusion center, so you may spend a week in the hospital. Unless you're close enough by that, they can send you back and forth. Let people know what you're dealing with so they can be prepared in case something happens. Uh, and that way, if you need help, you can ask for it. And you don't want to feel, be afraid or feel embarrassed to tell people about what you may or may not be having or what might happen in the future just so they're prepared and understand. Uh, check your emotions. An MS flare-up can be a source of stress and complicated emotions. Symptoms like fatigue can affect quality of life and cause feelings of sadness or depression, so... 
let your doctor know any type of emotional problems you're having with it. Although you can't predict an MS flare-up, you can take steps to ready for changes in your condition. <clears throat> Remember that you're not alone. <clears throat> I'm going to have to take a drink of water here. Get raspy, boys. Aim to build a trusting relationship with your doctor so that you feel comfortable discussing any changes in your condition right away. And you could have gait issues, fatigue issues, uh, bladder, bowel problems, and all kinds of embarrassing things that you might want to just keep your doctor informed on. They've heard it all. Don't worry. They're not going to... It's not going to bother them hearing your little problems that they've heard before from other people. We have lots of issues. That's what doctors are for. If a doctor does laugh at you or is a dick about it, then just get rid of You know you need to get rid of that doctor. And <laughs> uh, this, I think, with some cardio exercises you can do in less than 20 minutes. Uh, low impact jumping jack. Basically, start by standing with your arms down at your sides. Step your right foot out, and at the same time, bring your arms up above your head. Keep your weight in your right foot throughout this movement. Return to your starting position. Immediately step to your left. Step your left foot out. Once again, with your weight on your left foot, bring your arms above your head. This is a great way to do it if you can't do jumping jacks because of physical pain, issues you're having, or in like my case, I have no ACL or MCL on my knees. So any jumping and stuff like that could cause me to blow out my knee. So that's an easier way to do it. There's skaters where you start in a crusty, <laughs> crusty. <laughs> Uh, it's so weird how words get tr- jumbled around before I read them. Start in a curtsy lounge lounge position with both legs bent, your right leg behind and across your body. Your left arm should be straight down and your right arm bent comfortably up at your side for balance. Pushing off the left leg, begin to stand bringing the right leg forward and swinging your left leg back and across, switching arms as you go. Work quickly, but to maintain the low-impact approach, don't jump. Then you can do the squat to jab. Start by standing with your feet slightly wider than shoulder-width apart and your arms down at your sides. Squat down, ensuring your chest is up, butt is back, and knees are out. Stand up, and when your legs are extended, throw a crossbody punch with each arm. And squat down again, stand up, and punch. These are nice, simple, non-aggressive moves to keep flow going on in your body. Keep the muscles happy and mobile. Uh, Next up would be a standing oblique crunch. Start by standing with your feet shoulder width apart and your arms bent. 
hands on the back of your head and elbows flared out to the side. To begin the movement, bend your right side, bringing your elbow down as you simultaneously bring your right knee up to touch. Return to your starting position. Repeat the same steps on the left side. Then we got the lateral shuffle. Start by standing with your feet shoulder width apart, knees slightly bent, hips slightly bent, so you're maintaining a forward posture and your arms are comfortably in front of you. Shift your weight towards your right, pick up your right foot and push off from your left foot to move your body to the right. Go as quickly as you can during this movement while maintaining your form. And then bring your feet back together and repeat, continuing to shuffle to the right, propelling yourself with your left foot as you go. And there's our reverse lunge front kick. Stand with feet shoulder width apart and your arms bent and held up to your sides at chest level. To begin, kick your right leg out in front of you, and on the way down, step back into a reverse lunge. Stand up and proceed right into another kick, then in, then another reverse lunge. And don't forget, swatch, switch these things around and stuff like that. But These are all great low-impact style workouts. And... I suggest with a lot of these have a chair or something that you can grab onto for balance problems too, if need be, because I know I would definitely need stuff for balance issues at moments. So, uh, let's see some, if you want to go more vegetarian or vegan and you want some protein sources that you can't get without having those meats that you don't want there are other things you can try such as quinoa is a gluten-free grain that contains eight grams of protein per one cooked cup it's also a good source of several minerals including magnesium iron and zinc yet tofu tempeh and edamame are all derived from whole soybeans and excellent sources of complete protein. Uh, amaranth is a gluten-free pseudo-cereal that provides 9 grams of protein per one cooked cup. Buckwheat is another gluten-free grain that's a source of complete protein with 6 grams of protein per one cooked cup. Ezekiel bread is made from sprouted whole grains and legumes and contains nine essential amino acids. And that stuff, when I have it, it's like you don't need two slices for sandwiches. Cut it in half and it just fills you for a long time. It's a very heavy bread. Uh, spirulina is a supplement made from blue-green algae, which is a source of complex protein. These things are nasty. I don't know how you're supposed to use them yet. Hemp seeds are often sold as hemp hearts and incredibly nutritious, in addition to providing 
10 grams of protein in three tablespoons. Chia seeds are tiny round seeds that contain all nine essential amino acids. Uh, nutritional yeast is a deactivated strain of yeast that imparts a cheesy umami flavor to vegan dishes. Just a quarter cup provides eight grams of proteins. Together, rice and beans contain all nine essential amino acids to form a complete source of protein. Uh, the combination of pita and hummus is another classic pairing that constitutes a complete protein source. Wheat bread is low in lysine, but when combined with lysine-rich peanut butter, it becomes a complete protein source. One peanut butter sandwich provides approximately 14 grams of protein. Mycoprotein, a popular meat alternative, is sold under the brand name Quoron, Q-U-O-R-N. While the amount of protein varies by product, one Quoron chicken patty provides about 9 grams of complete protein. So there's good ways for you to get protein. If you are going the vegan route, and you need that extra protein in your diet, vegan or vegetarian. And then, I'm not going to explain these. You can look them up if you need to, but some great yoga poses to create a good morning workout. You can do stuff with, like, the child's Pose. Uh, happy baby. Or you lay on your back and hold your toes and rock yourself back and forth. Uh, child poses where you're on your hands and knees and then you just sit back with your body and bring yourself down, face down on the ground. Cat cow, or you're on your hands and knees and you're just arching your back up and down that movement. The cobra, where you lay flat and then bring your upper body up with your hands. Um, the chair, where you're just basically standing and you're squatting your butt down like you're sitting down in a chair and bringing your arms up. And the downward dog, where you Get on all fours and then raise your butt way up in the sky and bring yourself in like a upside down V position. Warrior one where you got one leg bent forward in front of you and one straight back behind you and you're bringing your arms up and just working your body. Bridge where you're laying on your back with your hands on your side and your feet flat on the floor and knees bent and you're just bringing your buttocks up in the air the garland which is basically a squat where you're standing with your hands in a praying form and you're squatting down to the ground and back up the bowl where you lay on your belly and then you put your arms behind you and try and grab your feet and your ankles and pull them towards your back kind of in a reversed form the boat which you sit on your buttocks in kind of a v-shaped form 
with your feet flat on the floor, floor and knees bent, and then you bring your feet and arms off the ground and kind of balance on your buttocks and back down. The king pigeon, which is that one you got to look up. It's You're sitting on the ground with your one knee bent, on the ground and one knee bent with your foot up in your arm in the bend of your arm and it's just a very interesting movement the dove another one where you're gonna have to lean back but not be laying on the ground and you're leaning back over your feet and your arms it's quite the stretch i know i can't do in this one i can't do either the peacock where you're lifting yourself off the ground just on your arms and kicking your feet out. Uh, Lord of the dance, where you're just lifting one leg behind you as you stretch forward. Headstand, which is what it is. You're doing a headstand. Headstand lotus, where you got your legs crossed while you're doing a headstand. The firefly, where you're basically standing on your arms and kicking your legs out in front of you. It's just there's a lot to those last few moves, but I don't have enough time to explain them all. So you can research them if you want to look them up and learn more about them and try and not hurt yourself while doing them. <laughs> Make sure, remember, if it's causing pain, then it's not helping your body. So don't work out to the point of pain. Just to work out to you're starting to feel some wear and tear. Uh... But yeah, we're going to end it there with the segment today. Let's see, can we end it with a interesting facts at all? Let's see which ones we got today. Many, many years ago in the country of Greece, winners of sports events were given prizes called Athlons. Later, any person who took part in a sport became known as an athlete. As for athlons, deca means 10. So winning the decathlon in the Olympics is a real test of endurance. There are around 210 million people in the USA. There's more than that nowadays. Every year they consume over 2 billion soft drinks in cans, 4 billion pounds of candy, and 200 million pounds of salted peanuts. Yeah, now you can probably quadruple that. If you add an H to the word tough, you get though, right? Now add an R, and you have through. Did you notice that each time you added a letter, the sound of the last four letters, uh, changed? Pretty tricky. <laughs> yeah, that's just plain goofiness. Those weren't that exciting. All right. That's it for today. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Keep shit out of monster. Rate, review, tell a friend. Subscribe. Add us to anyone's podcasting platform that you can. And we'll get back to you again soon. So be good. Check out Crimson Call Comic Club. Check out Under the Call. Keep following Under the Call of MS. We'll be back again sometime soon. Bye.